based on the words that you said, that you are not against them, that it's you and that person against the situation that is happening. When you phrase it like that, that's why I think the sandwich method is very important. It not only builds up your relationship with that person, that trust with that person, but it again, it gives a safe space because that's honestly, that's what everyone needs, a safe space to be themselves, to say exactly what they're feeling to express their anger, their negative feelings in a healthy way. And when you do the sandwich method, that's exactly what you give them. It makes them feel that it is you and them against that conflict, against that situation, against that thing that they have to work on. Yeah, I love the the situation about you having that collaborative communication. And at the same time, I love what you also shared about not immediately expecting that the other person is against you. I mean, I'm sure that no one wants to be a bad person, right? No one wants to be the enemy because I'm also trying to catch myself whenever I do that with other people. Like when I judge people, especially those that I'm not as in tune with or not vibe with. Like I am very much guilty of having that perception that they are the enemy. So it's not a healthy way of looking at people because it automatically means that they're bad people when in reality they're not. There are some things that you're not agreeable with with the person. Like you don't have the same values, you don't have the same mindset, which is not a bad thing because every person is different. So in that aspect, I always catch myself that, oh, Mia, you're trying to shed a light to this person that this person's an enemy. So with that perception, it influences my actions towards them. That I'm passive aggressive, that how I communicate with them is very judgmental. At the same time, my mood will be affected. So in a way, I'm giving away the power to the other person of how I will feel at that moment or at that situation when they are there. So I think this is where the self-mastery comes in, that you shouldn't give the power to other people of how you would feel or how you would be interacting with them. Because again, deep down, you should be able to practice, to have that integrity that it's not your character to be judgmental. It's not in your character to be influenced by your own perceptions alone. Because you really have to do your part in communicating and knowing who the other person is, right? At least you don't automatically judge the person. So in that aspect, what I've learned is that I have to do my part in trying to build a relationship, right? If it didn't work, then it didn't work out. So at the end of it, you really have to not let your emotions get, again, going back to emotions, you shouldn't let the emotions get the best of you. And you have to do your part in communicating with the other person as you should with how you communicate with other people, right? With respect, with honor, with humility, but again, if this person did not treat you well, don't take it against them. But rather, at least you know, okay, this happened. I acknowledge this. 
So it's time to move on. So you really have to also communicate in terms of protecting yourself. Okay, this didn't work out and it's fine. At least I did my part in trying to build a relationship with them, whether it be a co-worker, an acquaintance, or someone you just met. Yeah, you don't give the power to your emotions. You don't give the power to negative thoughts or to the bad juju. You don't give your power to the bad juju because you're going to regret it. And yeah, um, I also like when you said you didn't want to judge people based on what they said, because sometimes it's, again, it's not about you. And one thing that I learned on how to not automatically judge a person, even if it doesn't matter what your relationship with that person. For example, that person is very, very close to you. They're shouting at you. So we have that in mind that it's not about you. But sometimes when it's caught you by surprise, you already are like coming up with this reaction, not a response. At that moment, you have to protect yourself from that negative energy. So one way to do that is to wish them well inside your head. Take two seconds and you say, I wish you well. When you're looking at that person, that person is shouting at you. Just take two seconds. Close your eyes if you must. And you wish them well. I wish you well. What I love about this is that one, it's fast. Do it. I wish you well. And what it also does, it doesn't only protect you from getting that negative energy. Because when you wish them well, you acknowledge the fact that their emotions is theirs. Again, it's not about you. Maybe they're just having a bad day. It leads you to not judge them because when you wish them well, how can you judge with that? It really like calms you down. Like it stops that judgment process. Like, why is this for I I didn't do anything to that person? No, just take two seconds. I wish you well. I love that you said that because I think in a way you're not engaging with that negative energy, right? Instead of you allowing that negative energy to be absorbed by you, you, in a way, put out positive energy to fight back against that negative energy. So you are capable of what type of energy you feed the most or you engage with. Because I think that is the most powerful thing that you can do, especially during that very difficult and challenging moment when you have a conflict with someone or someone who is unable to control their own emotions. At least you have that power to be centered in, okay, this is totally out of my control, but again, I would not engage with this type of energy. So I think that's also one type of communication that not everyone is able to to notice. I think it's part of personal mastery in terms of your emotional state. So it's part of emotional intelligence. You need to be in control of the energies that you absorb and that you give out. When I learned that, it was a game changer for me in terms of communicating with other people. Because it's like hitting two birds with one stone. You really protect yourself from their negative energy and you give out positive energy. Because if you're giving out negative energy, again, you have to take your time to process things like what's happening. Take your time to listen to yourself and your body and your mind, your soul, your heart, most especially, so that you can be in that state to communicate with that other person. So again, it really starts with yourself. When you want to communicate with other people, you can't just straight away do it. You need to start with yourself. I used to be in that state where I'm very frustrated at how I communicate back then or the lack of being able to communicate back then. And then now, because I continue to practice and practice and practice, 
you also have to not just practice, you also have to be mindful of the people that you surround yourself with. How do these people communicate with each other? And at the same time, how do they communicate with you? Because our environment heavily influences us, right? If you really want to improve on your communication skills, you have to surround yourself with people who communicate better than you. If you don't practice that, there will be a disconnect. When you learn something new, you, you either talk to someone about it or you talk to yourself in the mirror and you practice it before you're able to absorb it or the concept really well. So yeah. Yeah, because that's uh that's one thing that we teach our kids, you know, though so there are a lot of kids that when you show them a picture and you ask them, point to the boy, point to the car, point to the house, they're able to point it. But when you ask them, what's this? They don't say it. So can you really say that they actually mastered that concept? You know, yeah, they know it, but they don't know how to say it. So how will they be able to use these words to communicate to people? So that's why we ask them to say things out loud. Because when you say things out loud, it becomes more concrete to them. When you have goals for yourself, it's not enough that you're thinking about it. You have to write it down. And when you're writing it down, you make it as specific as possible. So everything that I was doing became more concrete to me. The actions that I was doing was unconsciously moving towards that specific goal because it, it's, it's concrete. Because I was manifesting it, like uh, the very essence of manifesting things is to make sure that it's as concrete as possible. Communication is not just processing, but rather it also involves you trying to reach a goal. Nothing really happens if you just say things, right? We have to do them through actions. So it's one part in communicating and it's another part in communicating with yourself on how you want to achieve it. I think we should rephrase that to saying things can help you, can influence you into doing the things that you want. Do you have any pet peeves in terms of communication that we can learn from or try to improve on so that we wouldn't be repeating it or doing it when we communicate? So if you say one thing and do the other, and I see that inconsistency. It's a real turnoff to me because that says that you're not really thinking about the things that you're saying. You're all bark, no bite. That also can happen to us. I think that's why it's a turnoff to me because I don't like it when I do it. When you give yourself like a deadline or you say, okay, I'm going to work out today, but you didn't work out. I hate it. I don't like it when I do that. That's one thing that I'm really working on, the integrity and the consistency of my words and my actions and what I'm thinking. I love what you shared in terms of the disconnect of your words and your actions. Because if your words does not match your actions, then your words does not matter. I have a hard time right now being consistent in working out. And I feel bad about it because it feels like I don't trust myself with my words. Because through my actions, it's not happening. It takes a lot of courage and awareness. And at the same time, you know, the strength that you have to do what it is that you said. Because with me, words do matter. Like whatever you say to me, just like you, I trust it. And if I don't see that in your actions, it will affect my trust in your words. 
like it would not matter to me like for example when someone says okay can we have a video call like right now during the pandemic of course we have video calls right for example i suggested the time like can we talk at this time at 4 p.m for example let's have a video call 4 p.m so this person says yes right so that's a way of communicating that yes we have agreed at this time that we're gonna do this activity and then 4 p.m comes you didn't show up the first time yes i would understand okay maybe something came up some maybe this person's really tired they fell asleep so that's the first time but if that happens more often than not then it just simply shows who the person is or how the person looks at your relationship for me in that specific situation i feel like i don't matter because they don't respect the time that they agreed with in terms of communicating yes you have to use your words and you have to be aware of your body language but at the end of the day when you communicate something you also have to do them actions have to follow your words like what you said you shouldn't be all bark and no bite because it also affects how people would see you in a way have this expectation of you that okay this person does not go through with their words so their words do not matter like you wouldn't trust this person with anything with with me i practice that with myself so that i'm able to do that with other people is that the type of character you want to have Do you want to be that person who is inconsistent with their words and actions? Like the situation that you said earlier, when you ask someone, "Hey, can we have a video call at this time?" If you don't assess yourself, if your energies are enough to meet that commitment at 4 p.m. to have a video call, if actually deep down you're like sleepy and you're tired and you want to take a nap, That's okay, but you don't say yes to that then. You don't say yes to that commitment. You be honest and you communicate that, "Hey, I'm actually a little bit tired today. How's this date and this time? Are you free?" Like, yeah, you rejected that invitation, but for me it's better to do that because one, you were being consistent with what you're thinking and with what you're saying. So then the actions that you will do It's also consistent, and it's not going to affect anyone else. It's not going to make that other person feel like what you said that they don't matter. When actually, it's only because you were tired, and if only you were consistent with what you're thinking and with what you're saying, it wouldn't have gone to that. On top of that, when you communicate another time, that also makes them feel that they matter to you because you're actually giving your time. to that person like okay i won't be able to make it today but how about this one for me if someone did that to me i will really appreciate that person because it says that they know exactly what they're thinking and what they're feeling and that's what they said to me but also they also want to talk to me they also want to build this relationship with me still because they offered another time so there's a lot of benefits for just being consistent with your thoughts and with what you're saying what is one word or sentence that you would want to encourage the listeners to try today i think one word is listen not to anyone else but to yourself drop down to your body you figure out exactly what your body needs but because your body will tell you exactly what it needs all you have to do is listen and when you do that I'm sure it'll be a better reality for you. 
Okay, so I actually have a podcast. It's called the Life Myths Podcast with Crystal Arces. So it's only on Spotify. I'm not a Spotify exclusive, but it's on Spotify. That's where I post it. And you can follow my Instagram. It's uh, christy.arce. If you have any questions that you want to ask me, you can also follow my my podcast. It's Life Myths Podcast. If you happen to listen to any of my podcasts, you can message me there or in my personal Instagram if you want to exchange perspectives because that's what the podcast is all about. It's looking at life at a different perspective. So if you have a different perspective than me, I would be more than happy to communicate these things with you and maybe we can share different learnings to each other. So there. Thank you, Tal, for sharing all of your wisdom and insights with us. And I hope to see you on the next episode. Bye. Yes, thank you, Mia. Bye. Hola, everyone. Welcome to the Encourage to Try podcast. My name is Mia, and I will be the one to lovingly encourage you to try and continue on the journey of trying. This podcast is for those who are trying whether at work, school, relationships, faith, fitness, business, basically figuring out life. So tune in to the podcast as we talk about these topics and encourage one another to try together. Also, if you are interested in the episode show notes, or if you just want to leave feedback, questions, suggested topics, the links are found in the episode description. So please do check it out. Do you have any tips or methods that you can deliver that message properly to someone who wants to improve on their communication skills? Is there a better way for you to deliver that? Because sometimes they might become like defensive about it. Like, How could you communicate it in such a way that they won't be defensive about it? Like okay, for the so it's very nice that you're saying that to me because this is something that we learned in college. It's called the sandwich method because another aspect of my work is to counsel. So sometimes I would be counseling students or parents, actually, so that we're in the same page. So what we do with this one, the first thing that you say, which is the bread, the soft things. So you keep it soft first. So you say things that they did good. You affirm that person like, this is what you did right. I love the way that you did this. It was very good that you did this instead of this. But there's the filling. But I think what you can improve on there. So I make sure that I don't say things like, you did it wrong when you did, or I don't like it when you did, or something that has a negative connotation to it, especially if this is a person that you are not so close with. Assess first, what is your relationship with this person? Is this a coworker? Is this your mom? Is this your best friend? Is this your boyfriend, your girlfriend? Is this someone that you literally just met five minutes ago because you were introduced? Because that's when you can know like how soft the bread should be, if you get what I mean. How intense should the filling of the sandwich be? You know, or like what I'm saying, what are the words that you're going to use? So me personally with my kids, when I give them feedback, I make sure to not use words like 
you're wrong or I don't like it when you did this. I make sure that I use words like you can improve on this or we can practice in this part. And then you top it off with the second top bread. For me, I personally honor them. It's a form of affirming that person that they are doing things right. I like to honor my kids or to say that I'm proud of them, but I'm proud of you for improving on this, that we're getting progress at this part and you end it there. And then after that, you say you need to get feedback from them. How did that make them feel? The process that you did, they have to do it also so that it becomes like an effective way to communicate. The sandwich method can also be done to your loved ones also. So let's say you have a girlfriend or a boyfriend. You know, you had a conflict. So you started with, babe, I understand that you were mad earlier, but I think that you shouting at me didn't really help us. How can I help you? You see the sandwich there. You acknowledged the anger of that person. You said how it made you feel. You also didn't use words like, why are you like that? Why did you do that to me? Or like, there's no blame or there's, there's no, like, no blame. Ex- expectation. It, yes. Like when I said, I feel like it didn't help the situation or I feel like it, it didn't help us when you were shouting like that. How can I help you? You know, when you phrase it like that, again, it builds a safe space. It builds like an avenue for your girlfriend or your boyfriend because they know, based on the words that you said, that you are not against them, that it's you and that person against the situation that is happening when you phrase it like that. That's why I think the sandwich method is very important. It not only builds up your relationship with that person, that trust with that person, but it again, it gives a safe space because that's honestly, that's what everyone needs, a safe space to be themselves, to say exactly what they're feeling, to express their anger, their negative feelings in a healthy way. And when you do the sandwich method, that's exactly what you give them. It makes them feel that it is you and them against that conflict, against that situation, against that thing that they have to work on. Yeah, I love the the situation about you having that collaborative communication. And at the same time, I love what you also shared about not immediately expecting that the other person is against you. I mean, I'm sure that no one wants to be a bad person, right? No one wants to be the enemy because I'm also trying to catch myself whenever I do that with other people, like when I judge people, especially those that I'm not as in tune with or not vibe with. Like I am very much guilty of having that perception that they are the enemy. So it's not a healthy way of looking at people because it automatically means that they're bad people when in reality they're not. There are some things that you're not agreeable with with the person like you don't have the same values you don't have the same mindset which is not a bad thing because every person is different so in that aspect i always catch myself that oh mia you're trying to shed a light to this person that this person's an enemy so with that perception it influences my actions towards them that i'm passive aggressive that how i communicate with them is very judgmental At the same time, my mood will be affected. So in a way, I'm giving away the power to the other person of how I will feel at that moment or at that situation when they are there. 
So I think this is where the self-mastery comes in. That you shouldn't give the power to other people of how you would feel or how you would be interacting with them. Because again, deep down, you should be able to practice to have that integrity that it's not your character to be judgmental. It's not in your character to be influenced by your own perceptions alone. Because you really have to do your part in communicating and knowing who the other person is. Right? At least you don't automatically judge the person. So in that aspect, what I've learned is that I have to do my part in trying to build a relationship, right? If it didn't work, then it didn't work out. So at the end of it, you really have to not let your emotions get, again, going back to emotions, you shouldn't let the emotions get the best of you. And you have to do your part in communicating with the other person as you should with how you communicate with other people, right? With respect, with honor, with humility. But again, if this person did not treat you well, don't take it against them, but rather at least you know, okay, this happened. I acknowledge this. So it's time to move on. So you really have to also communicate in terms of protecting yourself. Okay, this didn't work out and it's fine. At least I did my part in trying to build a relationship with them, whether it be a coworker, an acquaintance, or someone you just met. Yeah, you don't give the power to your emotions. You don't give the power to negative thoughts or to the bad juju. You don't give your power to the bad juju because you're going to regret it. And yeah, um, I also like when you said you didn't want to judge people based on what they said, because sometimes it's, again, it's not about you. And one thing that I learned on how to not automatically judge a person, even if it doesn't matter what your relationship with that person. For example, that person is very, very close to you. They're shouting at you. So we have that in mind that it's not about you. But sometimes when it's caught you by surprise, you already are like coming up with this reaction, not a response. At that moment, you have to protect yourself from that negative energy. So one way to do that is to wish them well inside your head. Take two seconds and you say, I wish you well. When you're looking at that person, that person is shouting at you. Just take two seconds. Close your eyes if you must. And you wish them well. I wish you well. What I love about this is that one, it's fast. Do it. I wish you well. And what it also does, it doesn't only protect you from getting that negative energy. Because when you wish them well, you acknowledge the fact that their emotions is theirs. Again, it's not about you. Maybe they're just having a bad day. It leads you to not judge them because when you wish them well, how can you judge with that? It really like calms you down. Like it stops that judgment process. Like, why is this for I I didn't do anything to that person? No, just take two seconds. I wish you well. I love that you said that because I think in a way you're not engaging with that negative energy, right? Instead of you allowing that negative energy to be absorbed by you, you, in a way, put out positive energy to fight back against that negative energy. So you are capable of what type of energy you feed the most or you engage with. Because I think that is the most powerful thing that you can do, especially during that very difficult and challenging moment when you have a conflict with someone or someone who is unable to control their own emotions. At least you have that power to be centered in, okay, this is totally out of my control, but again, I would not engage with this type of energy. So I think that's also one type of communication that not everyone is able to to notice. 
I think it's part of personal mastery in terms of your emotional state. So it's part of emotional intelligence. You need to be in control of the energies that you absorb and that you give out. When I learned that, it was a game changer for me in terms of communicating with other people because it's like hitting two birds with one stone. You really protect yourself from their negative energy and you give out positive energy. Because if you're giving out negative energy, again, you have to take your time to process things like what's happening. Take your time to listen to yourself and your body and your mind, your soul, your heart, most especially so that you can be in that state to communicate with that other person. So again, it really starts with yourself. When you want to communicate with other people, you can't just straight away do it. You need to start with yourself. I used to be in that state where I'm very frustrated at how I communicate back then or the lack of being able to communicate back then. And then now, because I continue to practice and practice and practice, you also have to not just practice, you also have to be mindful of the people that you surround yourself with. How do these people communicate with each other? And at the same time, how do they communicate with you? Because our environment heavily influences us, right? If you really want to improve on your communication skills, you have to surround yourself with people who communicate better than you. If you don't practice that, there will be a disconnect. When you learn something new, you, you either talk to someone about it or you talk to yourself in the mirror and you practice it before you're able to absorb it or the concept really well. So, yeah. Yeah, because that's uh, that's one thing that we teach our kids, you know, though, so there are a lot of kids that when you show them a picture and you ask them, point to the boy, point to the car, point to the house, they're able to point it. But when you ask them, what's this? They don't say it. So can you really say that they actually mastered that concept? You know, yeah, they know it, but they don't know how to say it. So how will they be able to use these words to communicate to people? So that's why we ask them to say things out loud. Because when you say things out loud, it becomes more concrete to them. When you have goals for yourself, it's not enough that you're thinking about it. You have to write it down. And when you're writing it down, you make it as specific as possible. So everything that I was doing became more concrete to me. The actions that I was doing was unconsciously moving towards that specific goal because it, it's, it's concrete. Because I was manifesting it, like uh, the very essence of manifesting things is to make sure that it's as concrete as possible. Communication is not just processing, but rather it also involves you trying to reach a goal. Nothing really happens if you just say things, right? We really have to do them through actions. So it's one part in communicating and it's another part in communicating with yourself on how you want to achieve it. I think we should rephrase that to saying things can help you, can influence you into doing the things that you want. Do you have any pet peeves in terms of communication that we can learn from or try to improve on so that we wouldn't be repeating it or doing it when we communicate? So if you say one thing and do the other, and I see that inconsistency, it's a real turnoff to me because that says that you're not really thinking about the things that you're saying. You're all bark, no bite. That also can happen to us. I think that's why it's a turn off to me because I don't like it when I do it. When you give yourself like a deadline or you say, okay, I'm going to work out today. 
but you didn't work out. I hate it. I don't like it when I do that. That's one thing that I'm really working on. The integrity and the consistency of my words and my actions and what I'm thinking. I love what you shared in terms of the disconnect of your words and your actions. Because if your words does not match your actions, then your words does not matter. I have a hard time right now being consistent in working out. And I feel bad about it because it feels like I don't trust myself with my words because through my actions, it's not happening. It takes a lot of courage and awareness. And at the same time, you know, the strength that you have to do what it is that you said, because with me, words do matter. Like whatever you say to me, just like you, I trust it. And if I don't see that in your actions, it will affect my trust in your words. Like it would not matter to me. Like for example, when someone says, okay, can we have a video call? Like right now during the pandemic, of course, we have video calls, right? For example, I suggested the time. Like, can we talk at this time at 4 p.m., for example, let's have a video call 4 p.m. So this person says yes, right? So that's a way of communicating that, yes, we have agreed at this time that we're going to do this activity. And then 4 p.m. comes. You didn't show up. The first time, yes, I would understand, okay, maybe something came up. Some, maybe this person's really tired. They fell asleep. So that's the first time. But if that happens more often than not, then it just simply shows who the person is or how the person looks at your relationship. For me, in that specific situation, I feel like I don't matter. Because they don't respect the time that they agreed with. In terms of communicating, yes, you have to use your words and you have to be aware of your body language. But at the end of the day, when you communicate something, you also have to do them. Actions have to follow your words. Like what you said, you shouldn't be all bark and no bite. Because it also affects how people would see you. In a way, have this expectation of you that okay this person does not go through with their words so their words do not matter like you wouldn't trust this person with anything well with me i practice that with myself so that i'm able to do that with other people is that the type of character you want to have do you want to be that person who is inconsistent with their words and actions like the situation that you said earlier when you ask someone hey, can we have a video call at this time? If you don't assess yourself, if your energies are enough to meet that commitment at 4 p.m. to have a video call, if actually deep down you're like sleepy and you're tired and you want to take a nap, that's okay, but you don't say yes to that then. You don't say yes to that commitment you be honest and you communicate that, hey, I'm actually a little bit tired today. How's this date and this time? Are you free? Like, yeah, you rejected that invitation. But for me, it's better to do that because one, you were being consistent with what you're thinking and with what you're saying. So then the actions that you will do is also consistent and it's not going to affect anyone else. It's not going to make that other person feel like what you said, that they don't matter when actually it's only because you were tired. And if only you were consistent with what you're thinking and with what you're saying, it wouldn't have gone to that. On top of that, when you communicate another time, that also makes them feel that they matter to you because you're actually giving your time 
to that person. Like, okay, I won't be able to make it today, but how about this one? For me, if someone did that to me, I will really appreciate that person because it says that they know exactly what they're thinking and what they're feeling. And that's what they said to me. But also, they also want to talk to me. They also want to build this relationship with me still because they offered another time. So there's a lot of benefits for just being consistent with your thoughts and with what you're seeing. What is one word or sentence that you would want to encourage the listeners to try today? I think one word is listen. Not to anyone else, but to yourself. Drop down to your body. You figure out exactly what your body needs, but because your body will tell you exactly what it needs, all you have to do is listen. And when you do that, I'm sure it'll be a better reality for you. Okay, so I actually have a podcast. It's called The Life Myths Podcast with Crystal Arce. So it's only on Spotify. I'm not a Spotify exclusive, but it's on Spotify. That's where I post it. And you can follow my Instagram. It's uh, christy.arce. If you have any questions that you want to ask me, you can also follow my, my podcast. It's Life Myths Podcast. If you happen to listen to any of my podcasts, you can message me there or in my personal Instagram if you want to exchange perspectives because that's what the podcast is all about. It's looking at life at a different perspective. So if you have a different perspective than me, I would be more than happy to communicate these things with you and maybe we can share different learnings to each other. So there. Thank you, Tal, for sharing all of your wisdom and insights with us. And I hope to see you on the next episode. Bye. Yes, thank you, Mia. Bye. Thank you, everyone, for your time on listening to this podcast. I hope you gained a lot of insight from it. And if you find this podcast helpful, please do share it with your loved ones or to those you think that needs to hear this. I would appreciate it so much if you leave a review via voice message to anchor.fm slash encouraged to try with Mia or you can send me a DM through the podcast Instagram account at encouraged to try with Mia. See you on the next episode. Bye!